James Gunn, the new head of what they're calling the DCU, put out a press release last week in which he begins to lay out the plans for the DCU for the next eight to 10 years. Everybody all over the internet who is interested in comic books and comic book characters is chiming in and giving their analysis about what they think the future of these beloved characters is. We are going to do the same thing. We're going to chime in. We're going to give our analysis. And we're also going to talk about how it ties in to some financial woes that Disney is having, which is the parent company of Marvel. So what's the future of Marvel? What's the future of the DCU? We're going to discuss that and we're going to give our take on that. And then we're going to talk about a viral tweet from the producer, creator, director, writer of the What is a Woman documentary, Matt Walsh, and how him simply expressing what he wants and what he expects as a husband. And it seemed to set Twitter ablaze, the wokesters, the feminists, and all kind of people in between. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. One of the articles of merch on that website is a church is a shirt that says live by the woke, die by the woke. Uh, and that particular shirt ties into one of the segments that we're going to talk about here on today's episode. So if you want to get that shirt, go to our website, buy that shirt. And if you know somebody that is interested in talking about the things or interested in learning about or talking about the things that we talk about here on this show, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So James Gunn press release. He's the new head for, so for people that don't know who James Gunn is, um, if you're familiar with the guardians of the galaxy movie or movies, He's the director of those movies. Now, he has other work. He's done other work in the past. Um, I, I believe he wrote Dawn of the Dead. He didn't He didn't direct it, but I believe he wrote it. Don't quote me on that, but I, I, I believe that. And then, and then uh, he's done other work in the past. But in recent years, most notably, he's done Guardians of the Galaxy. Until... He actually got fired from Marvel for like a tweet or something in the past. And then DC hired him and then he revitalized Suicide Squad. So there was the Suicide Squad, the first one that was awful with Jared Leto. And then he did the second Suicide Squad movie, which was significantly better 
than the first one, sort of revitalizing that particular IP. And then he took a character from the Suicide Squad movie, Peacemaker, did a great series, miniseries on HBO Max called Peacemaker, which was actually one of the best shows that I've seen in recent years. It was phenomenal. And off of that momentum, Warner Brothers and the DC branch of Warner Brothers was like, you know what? You're our guy. You're the top dog. We want you to helm and be the head of this branch of our company into the future. Obviously, he did another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And then I believe this year, if I'm not mistaken, another Guardians of the Galaxy movie is coming out. But that is it. So literally, he currently has a movie that's in post-production for a company that is the competitor for the company that he's now the head of. That shit's crazy. It's very crazy. My man is playing both fields. Now... How familiar are you with his work? Like the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you see Peacemaker? Did you see Suicide Squad? I saw Suicide Squad. The, the second the one. The second one. I thought it was pretty fun. It's cool. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 were also pretty pretty good movies. I like part 1 better, but part 2 was pretty good. Um, what else has he made? I haven't watched Peacemaker. Oh. Yeah. So that, I heard that I, to, shit was to, great. To me... Out of everything he's done in recent years, that's the top for me. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so so that's, the, I think, the only one from the comic book movies. Because I don't think he did anything else, right? For comics, no. No. Oh, and, oh, and uh, well, didn't we watch The Dawn of the Dead? I think he wrote that movie. Yeah. When we were younger, in, high, in our high school years. Yeah, I'm actually looking it up now. Yeah, so, so I know he wrote that. He didn't direct it, though. No, Zack Snyder directed it. Yeah. Which is wild because Zack Snyder was in charge of the DCU before James Gunn. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny how that shit all worked out, right? Yeah. So Zack Snyder was the... He established the DCEU. Yeah. But now under under James Gunn, this is the what they're calling the DCU. Yeah. And so, and and so, the other movies that that are that are DC, but not of the DCU. Yeah, are he did. He did be write, DC. What Elseworlds? He did write uh, yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of wild. Motherfuckers know their shit. Yeah. So, so DC Elseworlds will keep like Batman and Batman, the Batman, the Batman Two, Joker, and I guess Joker yeah. Two. So and, and they'll he, continue on with. So that. he made that very clear that yeah. those are. different distinct continuities yeah. of Batman. So there will be a, a, a and that's under the umbrella of DC Elseworld. So he's still the head of that. He's still the head of that that branch, that umbrella, yeah. but basically what he's telling them which what is kind of like a wild thing when you think about it. He's basically coming in and saying Todd Phillips, Matt Reeves you two are the only people that are keeping this shit afloat. Yeah. You can continue doing what you're doing. I'm not yeah. going to touch you. If anything, now 
he's probably going to give them more money. He's probably yeah. going to green light like more money for yeah, them because yeah. it may, it'll make him look good. It's it's basically I'm coming in and you're Matt Reeves. You just did the Batman and this guy is Todd Phillips. He just did Joker. Two of the best comic book movies in recent years. Yeah, like way sure. better than anything that Marvel has put out recently. Oh, yeah. You guys can continue. Yeah. And you're going to make me look good because now if the second Joker movie is great and the second Batman movie is great, I look like a genius because these are under my watch. Yeah, yeah. Wait, which, I mean, that's perfect. And you've already labeled it Elseworld. So it's, yeah. it's cool. You guys got your shit going. I'm not even going to fuck with it. And what's cool is yeah. with the whole Elseworld thing, him being creative and having an eye for talent if somebody else comes in and is like, well, I have like a, a great ass movie for like the Martian Manhunter, but it's like its own separate thing that could be an Elseworld. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. That, I, you know, I, I like that. I yeah. like that, 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 that can happen. Yeah. Because you could kind of Marvel's biggest weakness was it was all under one un umbrella. So like their shit was real, like colorful and real comic-y. Yeah. And it all had to tie together some way, somehow. Yeah. And so, while it at times it would work, at times it was like, man, you could explore some some other shit with yeah. characters that if you had like a branch where you kind of took the more serious subject matter. For instance, yeah. for instance, the way that Spider-Man No Way Home ended, the way that that ended, I would really be more interested in seeing that story and that Spider-Man be on his own thing yes and not tie back into like what like the kang and the kang dynasty and no. all of that stuff that no. marvel is currently working on yeah i would just like to see that spider-man like just his own story but you know they're gonna they want to tie it in because yeah. the money and everything like that yep. but but it would be nice for them to be able to be like no like let him do his own story it doesn't have to be any easter eggs or references to like oh kang is coming or you know the yeah. the secret wars. It doesn't have to be any of that. It could just be his own story going forward. Yep, and and you could explore a lot of shit because there's a lot of like standalone Spider-Man comics that like now would work with the new Spider-Man that would not have worked with the you know the the first version of Spider-Man with the Iron Man Spidey. Now that that that's been taken away, and now he went back to the roots of Spider-Man. Like you could get to some serious subject matter. Um, so like badass darker stories. They don't have to be super dark either, because Spider Man is not like an overly dark character. But it's like shit that that that's a little bit uh deeper, and and I guess maybe more mm, could test could test Peter Parker more in the realm of like loss. Yeah, and like going through it on his own this time. So, but we won't see that. I highly doubt that we would ever see anything like that because it's it's already pretty much in the same world and you just have to like be okay with accepting that um, and going from there. Whereas with DC, well, you can have the, the DCU Batman and have a separate story, but you can still keep the Batman, which is a darker, grittier... Batman, because that 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 one, 
the the Batman did remind me a lot of like the 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 cartoon, which is actually really dark. Yeah, <laughs> it was a darker Batman. Um, and I and I really enjoyed the cartoon. So like obviously like just the way he looked and the way he operated and, and like the way it was directed, it reminded me a lot of the cartoon, which is badass. Um, I'm not familiar with like the Damien Wayne. So because so, that, that's a little bit so, so yeah, yeah so I, ahead of know, our. So what, what, he, what he's referencing is the Batman that is going to be introduced into the DCU is going to be, it's not going to be like an origin story of Batman. It's going to be Batman based off of the Brave and the Bold comic book series, which the Brave and the Bold, there was actually a cartoon of the Brave and the Bold and... I heard it was good. I never watched it, but I heard I heard good things. Yeah, I sent you basically like the list of some of the comics. Uh, that way, you kind of have. Well, an idea. I, I I've read the Brave and the Bold, uh, and yeah. I'm I'm familiar with uh, with Damian Wayne, and it's very uh, it's a it's a very interesting backstory for for Batman. So there's a there's a uh, right now there's a DC animated movie. Just a caveat to everything I'm saying, like people be like, oh man, like. This guy, you know, he used to rap and like he does a podcast. He's always talking business and politics. But I, I'm also like, a, a, like I, I love comics. Like I've always loved comics. So you know, it's like some like nerd stuff that yeah. people. A lot of times, like the stuff that I talk about, it'll be like I'll be talking about geopolitical politics and stuff yeah. like that. And but 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 I reference it to like some shit out of a comic book. People yeah. are like, what the fuck is up with this guy? <laughs> but yeah. But anyway. So the Brave and the Bold, there was a cartoon. I heard good things about it. I never watched a cartoon. But in the Brave and the Bold, it's essentially... So Batman, uh, it's later in his career. He's not like an old, old Batman. Uh, I would say that that the, the Dark Knight Returns, Batman is older, is an older version than this version of Batman. But he has a son with Talia al Ghul. Okay. He has a son with her. All right. He doesn't know that she's pregnant. He doesn't know, like, so, you know, he does, Batman and Talia do their thing, and then she, like, goes off, and she's back with her dad, Ra's al Ghul. She births the son, so Damian Wayne is trained by Ra's al Ghul. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just wild. Yeah, he's an assassin. He's, yeah. he's an assassin. He's, like, a, a kid assassin. And so in in the in the animated movie, there's an animated movie called Batman versus Robin. Yeah. Basically, he's like sent he's sent to like to 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 kill Batman basically. Oh shit. Batman finds out that's his son and then like he takes him under his wing and like that becomes that becomes Robin. Yeah, okay. And then what's interesting is it's a it's a good character. I don't know if I ever told you this. I recently discovered it myself. The kid, the child in me just just bursted out of my body. There is a DC movie, a DC animated movie. I bought it on Apple TV. I had to buy it. There's a DC animated movie where Batman and I don't know how these two properties how they allowed it to happen, but I'm so glad that they did. The Ninja Turtles come to Gotham 
in this movie. You told me, but I thought that shit was like I didn't think it was on sale on Apple. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles come to <laughs> got the Ninja Turtles come to Gotham, and it's Batman and the Ninja Turtles, and so and so the Robin that's in that movie with Batman is Damian Wayne. Damn. So Damian Wayne is the fourth Robin. So the first Robin is Dick Grayson, which is just Robin. The second yeah. Robin is is Jason Todd, who dies and becomes the Red Hood. Okay. The third Robin is Tim Drake, which is Red Robin, and then the fourth Robin is Damian Wayne. Damn. So, What's the, the the so Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie called? It, it's it's called Batman versus the Ninja Turtles or versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Damn. But. But the thing, the the title is a little misleading because they're only verses for a little while and then they team up. Oh, but shit. But the characters, they, the characters are done on point. The only thing I would say about that movie, the only thing, my only criticism of it is that, but it, you could get away with it because it's animated. But my only criticism, criticism of it is that when they go to... I want. Is it Arkham that they go to and they encounter uh, Batman's Rose Gallery? Yeah, it's uh, it gets a little far fetched with what happens to some of the villains. Okay, but otherwise, otherwise, it's great. It's great. And then like you have you have Batman. He fights Shredder in there. <laughs> and you know what's cool about that? Like they were so meticulous down to the last detail. So you know how Shredder has those forearm spikes, that yeah. armor, and Batman has that too. You know how Batman yeah. has it too, and so like there's a scene where they're That's actually like fighting each other with those. Oh, yeah. great that shit! Yeah, it, it, it's pretty awesome. And so, and then, and then, like the the sense of humor of of Michelangelo is like so perfect. So, oh, Raz Al Ghul's in it too. Yeah, he's in it too. Yeah. Damn, I'm seeing like parts of it. Yeah, or, like the little trailer to it. Yeah, and and the the League of Shadows, and then and so it's like you have the League of Shadows working with the Foot Clan. God damn, yeah. this is wild. And, and and what's badass is is uh there's a scene where the Ninja Turtles they're on the roof right because uh like Penguin is trying to like steal something from Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. And then and I guess that he sees them and then he tells his goons he's like it's the bat. And then and then Raphael is like, "Do I look like a bat, dude?" And and then because he's a turtle, you yeah. Know? And so penguin penguin uh uh he had he has you know his umbrella he ha- it's a gun well it's all type of shit his umbrella yeah. so he's shooting at the Ninja Turtles and like they're hiding or whatever yeah. and Michelangelo is like he's like he's like his umbrella is a gun he's like he's like i love this guy you know and that's yeah. like like a very michelangelo and then at yep. the end when the penguin has to get away you know how his umbrella turns to a helicopter yeah and then and then, and michelangelo's like he's like his umbrella is a gun and a helicopter he's like gotham is nuts yo and it's it's just like just a perfect like yeah. the, like the ninja turtle sense of humor yeah like it was very well written movie it, like you know animated movie very well done but she's worthy. But there's a scene that where Michelangelo, him kind of being like the more youthful out of the four turtles. Yeah. Him and Damian Wayne have to work together, and they're basically both like kids. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. like it ends up it, it ends up being like a very funny thing where like they're like chasing the guy that they're after, but then 
the guy ends up like chasing them and yeah. like they're like both running away from him it's like it, it was very well done yeah. it's like because you could see like damian wayne he's still a kid it's like he's very trained but at the end of the day he's still a kid yeah, yeah and yeah. michelangelo's kind of a kid so like you know like he he's not a kid because he's he's a trained ninja but he's a very youthful mindset yeah, you know? yeah. and it, it's just a very well done movie i really enjoyed it damn but, i watch that shit but yeah but damian wayne is in there and and the thing is with damian wayne james gunn talks about the with the brave and brave and the bold they can introduce the bat family which to me as a batman fan is very exciting because now we could possibly see a nightwing in live action yeah we could possibly see a red hood in live action Damn. A red robin in live live action and then and then Damian Wayne. Like that that's kind of cool. Like the idea of like you could see those. Like imagine how wild how, how crazy it would be to see a red hood in, in a live action movie. Yeah, you that know? shit would be wild. And especially if they're willing because I, I don't I can't see them making a Batman movie rated R because like like kids like love Batman. So I, yeah. But if you make it like a a, a hard PG thirteen like bordering on the line, yeah, of like a the rated, Dark Knight, because that was that bordered as close as it you can border. Yeah, you know, oh, and, like, and it's like you could you could have the Red Hood doing some wild stuff, you yeah. know. So stuff like that that's interesting, and I could see the mindset of James Gunn with that. It's like all right, well. We know nobody could fuck with the Nolan Batman. Like nobody could fuck yeah. with that. That's that that will that may possibly be top tier Batman the rest of our lives. We may yeah. never like be able to see a Batman surpass that. Yeah. You and I have had conversations about how we're skeptical that there's even a chance that the Reeves Batman can get close to the, yeah. the Dark Knight because out of the first installments of their of their series, I I would give Batman Begins uh, the upper hand over over the Batman. Yep. And so now uh, an even taller order is trying to surpass the Dark Knight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever Reeves' second Batman movie is. That's damn near perfection. Exactly. So as James Gunn, it's like, all right, we can't touch that. Plus, we we have a pretty good like grounded Batman already in the works with the Reeves. Yeah. So let's let's do something kind of fun, you yeah, know. Let's yeah. do something kind of out there, yeah. and that's a cool out there to go with. Yeah, and I think it still keeps the. I I think it it kind of opens it up with with kids having a kid character yeah like I, I think that that would translate well if directed well yeah i think that would probably be one of the hardest aspects of that movie though is like that casting for because you have to cast this robin he he's obviously gonna be like very advanced and precocious but you can't make him like annoying yeah it has it that's going to be a tough cast. Yeah. Like, who yeah. do you get to do that, you know? And then, obviously, you got to get Batman and whoever the villains are going to be and whatever the case. Very interesting. Uh, and, and I kind of like that. And also... They, and then they cast a kid from the road. <laughs> oh, like, God. What the fuck? Papa! Papa! <laughs> <laughs> That's just the most annoying kid in the world. <laughs> 
Everybody, Everybody doesn't know what we're talking about. There's a movie, The Road, with Viggo Mortensen, and his son in that movie is the most annoying kid yeah. in movies. Like a little bitch almost. <laughs> so that's just funny that they imagine. Papa! Papa. <laughs> He's telling that to Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty interesting. Another thing that he talks about that's very interesting is why in the midst of all the trouble that Ezra Miller has gotten into, why they've kept him around. And that's because, you know, because like with in, 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 in this culture, this woke culture, it's like they right away they want to like let people go, you know, and then yeah. he had a situation where it's like, they like he got accused of like grooming a child and yeah. then like he's yep. always like fighting and stuff like that. So that's like, it sort of can bring a, a a bad look to 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 Warner and DCU. But you see from what James Gunn talks about in the in the press release that basically the Flash movie is the catalyst to rewrite everything. Yeah, because it's going to play with time and continuity. Yeah. So it's like. Warner is probably like, we can't transition into the DCU without this movie. So pretty much yeah. Ezra Miller can like do a school shooting and we got to keep him around. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, that character is very pivotal in the, the it, grand to like what they The grand plans of everything. Look at what his character did for the fucking uh, Zack Snyder cut. Yeah. I was like, damn. Basically, like, the most important... In the end, it was the most important character. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So so that'd be, that'd which be hard. Which the idea... Which it still blows my mind. The idea that that was already filmed and Josh Whedon took it out yeah. of the movie in the original Justice League cut. He, he knew what he had to do for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I must do. <laughs> After he saw Ezra Miller's uh, like actual scenes, he's like, "Fuck!" They paid me. <laughs> they paid me. Yeah, now, you fucked that up. Like yeah. those scenes were fucking phenomenal. Some of the best comic yeah. book scenes, like that scene. I liken that scene to like. The scene, remember in X Men First Class, where Magneto is is getting the submarine yeah. out of the water. It's like that, like the epicness. Yeah, yep. That shit, that shit is wild. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe my eyes when I watched the Zack Snyder cut, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually fucking good." It actually made me like, yeah, it it wasn't wonder. It wasn't uh like it, it. What I always say is, it took. Justice League from being a zero star movie yeah. to like a three star movie, yeah, yeah. which that's, that's pretty monumental. Yeah. Like when you think about it, it's like how can that be? Like how can a movie <laughs> that I saw in the past, the same movie, same characters, it went from a zero star movie, like a complete yeah. garbage movie, to a three star movie? That that's quite a yeah. feat. That means you really had to fuck that shit up in the Big cutting time. room, like floor. You were like, all right, well. well we're Basically, sabotaging like this shit. everything good in this movie, take it out. Any like possible good color grading you could do, make it colorful and fruity. Like just everything, all the good techniques that we could do, <laughs> just don't do them. Basically, please, Marvel's counting on us. <laughs> <laughs> like that should have to have been a hit job. Like, 
I mean, I'm just saying shit. I'm speaking. I mean, it, it was never. It was never if, said. if we found out, like, if there was like some sort, like the Whedon leaks, like, yeah. his, like his email got leaked or something, and, and it Twitter. turns out that was the that was the case. I would not be. I would not be. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, man, well, the, the Whedon sense. files is like the movie. That's what the movie was. <laughs> man, is gonna go to jail for this. That shit. actually would be like a funny skit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Elon Musk uh, releases that uh, shit. The Whedon file. It, it was on Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> it's like Biden's and, behind this shit. Like, <laughs> and like and, and, and like the one who presents it and the one who discovers it is James O'Keefe. Yeah. <laughs> and he does Stupid. And, and, he, and he does a little presentation and he's like there's been speculation for years of what's on the Hunter Biden laptop. Project Veritas goes in deep to give the American people the truth. And what you'll find is startling. <laughs> yes, Hunter Biden and the Biden family, they are in bed with China. Yes, Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family are in bed with the Ukrainian government. But worst of all, that was found, like all that other shit is way worse. But, but worst of all is... The most heinous thing ever done to humanity, <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> and, it's the, and it's an extended version of, you know, that one video where he slides down that fucking stupid ass slide into the pool and he's naked? In where? Hunter Biden. Oh. <laughs> but, but like 30 seconds before, he's like, they paid me. Marvel, Marvel made me do it. And then he just slides. <laughs> That's that's what he found. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, but <laughs> so this uh, is uh, wild. Uh, 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 <laughs> the Whedon files coming soon. But but another thing uh, that he talked about that I found real interesting. There's a lot of stuff he talked about that was kind of obs- obscure and a little bit out there. But James Gunn is good. He's proven that he's good with obscure and a little bit out there because. Yeah. Honestly, for as big a comic book fan as I am, I didn't really remember who Peacemaker was before, like the 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 Suicide Squad and and the Peacemaker show. Yeah, like I seen the character in comic books, but I never knew who that was. I have Peacemaker. Who is that? And for him to have made that character so great, yeah, you know, it, it says a lot. So he's good with obscure and out there. Now. One thing that he talked about that I found very exciting was the Green Lantern series on HBO with yeah. the tone of True Detective. Yeah, that shit. I was like, damn, that's actually pretty wild. Like how you know, it's like if if they can do it grounded enough and like not so far out there, have it a, a, be a really good mystery. And he says it ties to like the overarching <clears throat> story of the DCU. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm also like with the animated series, uh, Creature Commandos. I don't, I'm not like fully aware uh, like about of their story, but one thing that he did say about it that was actually pretty cool. It's an animated series, but he's gonna pick the characters that will be in the live action if they go live action. Yeah, and this, he wants the same actors that do the voiceovers to do to act to be the character. Yeah, so which is badass because like if that shit was to hit. Again, I'm not like familiar with those characters, but it'd be kind of badass because it's like you're seeing it in cartoon version, but then you're able to see them yeah. in real life. So that, that I, I was like, damn, he's actually put some thought into some of the stuff that he's gonna yeah. do. He's just not gonna, because like one thing with Marvel, 
they did a lot of shit in haste. So a lot of shit kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. Like a lot of shows, it was like real everywhere. Uh, whereas with him, it seems like, yeah, it's a lot of shit going on. But he has an idea and like a like an eight to ten year plan. Whereas with Marvel, it's like they started that way, and then once they got big, like, oh, all right, oh, shows Disney Plus. We gotta we gotta run D- Disney Plus. We gotta do this. Oh, the the, the Falcon show, and yeah. and and it's like not everything worked because it and, was like too much. And it seems like he's really like going after like solid talent. So for instance. Yeah. Well, he already kind of gave his props to Matt Reeves and and to uh, and to Todd Phillips, and I was reading earlier that there's rumors circulating that for the Swamp Thing movie, that James Mangold is interested in directing that. For people that don't know James Mangold, he directed Logan, he directed Three Ten to Yuma, he directed Ford versus Ferrari. This is a good director. Yeah, yeah. This is a good director, and for like. So for for a, a a good director, a quality director to look at James Gunn, he's the head of DC and be like, yeah, like I I want to do Swamp Thing, like I'm interested yeah. in doing Swamp Thing. That's like, just like damn, whoa, because now now that shit like out of all the characters, Swamp Thing has always been like a like a, a more obscure character, yeah. but. The obscurity is what makes that character badass. And he says it's going to be a horror element, so. Yeah. If James Mangold did Logan and Logan was rated R, I could definitely see Swamp Thing being a rated R movie. Yep. That's cool. Like Creepy, that's like a, that's unknown. a cool yeah, yeah. that that's a, a a cool different thing that Marvel would never do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about DC though that they've always had over Marvel is their content has been more in the theme the themes are a lot more I don't know, adult catered, but it's like Darker themes. Yeah. More adult themes. Whereas Marvel has been a lot more campy. So you can get away with a Swamp Thing that's rated R. You can get away with a Batman that's rated R. You know? I don't think that particularly Batman, the Batman movie should be rated R because of just how big of a household name yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. But then, you, to do a hard PG-13. Yeah. Then the Superman movie... That's pretty badass. That one, it looks like James Gunn is going to direct it. Yeah. He says he's writing it. Yeah. So I could see him directing that because it's kind of like I'm the head of the studio and this is basically the head of the DCU. Yep. So like, I need to helm this. Pro- I kind of like need to lead by example, so to speak. Yep. And, it- and if he doesn't direct it, he's going to be very closely involved with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that his style of of directing would fit more a Superman than a Batman movie, in my opinion, based off of like the stuff that, that he's made. Cause he's, he won't shy away from like <laughs> gore or like, you know, motherfuckers getting shot up like in, in, in a suicide squad. But then like, he still had the elements in the guardians of the galaxy movies one and two, where it's like, damn, this is this more is badass like shit. lighthearted and colorful. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think Superman is in between yeah. the two, and so I think that James Gunn directing it wouldn't be a bad idea. And then it's badass. I don't know about uh, the comic books. Again, a lot of the comic books that that he's using were a little bit after. They're they're newer. Yeah, they're, they're newer. Like they're after our childhood. Which I mean, there was still. Good shit on both sides, DC and Marvel, because like the Civil War was literally when we were in college, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. like that was not 
So, so, so a lot, of, a lot of stuff. I, I don't know the exact nuance, but it's kind of badass because, like, the Superman comic book, I think he finds out he has one year to live because he, like, fucking, like, I guess the sun's radiation or some shit. He flew too close to the sun or something. So I think that, if he incorporates that element into the movie, it kind of brings out, like, something different. Yeah. Because Superman is, like, this unstoppable force. Yeah. So if that, if that for some reason makes it into the... So the script, it's like, whoa, it's kind of weird. Superman can die. Yeah. So what the fuck are the ramifications? What is the story about? Yeah. And so that's pretty interesting. That's if they go that route, you know? Um, that, that To me, I don't know. One thing with Superman that a lot of a lot of people don't get right in the big screen is because he could just do anything. They don't... It doesn't translate well. As as a, as a movie, because even like in in Superman, the what was it the who 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 directed the the one that was kind of like the Matt Reeves one, not the Matt Reeves, the Christopher Reeves one, Christopher Reeves, but it was like the new, it, it was uh, new uh, Superman Returns, Su- Superman Returns. Who directed that? It Brian was, Singer. Brian Singer, yes, he did a good job. I thought he did a good job. I thought so too. But a lot of people. Like, their problem was, oh, he stopped the plane. Well, I mean, it's Superman, though. What the fuck? Like, what do you yeah. think he's going like, to... It's Superman. So so a lot, sometimes it doesn't translate to the people as much. Yeah. I think if that part of the, of, of the Superman story gets told, the part where maybe potentially he could die or whatever, that does bring, like, an element of, like, damn anybody could get touched type shit so i think it would it would be kind of good for the script but who knows but i think at the same time too you'd have to incorporate a character that's going to be part of a big universe so you probably don't want to kill off the main yeah, event yeah i i don't think they would kill him off i think early on with the superman character what you need to do is establish his vulnerabilities so any yeah. inconsistency with the sun is a vulnerability with him. You got the 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 green kryptonite that obviously can kill him. Yeah. The red kryptonite that can kill him as well, but like it takes a lot longer and it turns him mean. And then there's other kryptonites, but like I think if like you early on incorporate like the power of the kryptonite, the inconsistency of the sunlight, you because he's so strong. You really have to work hard to establish his vulnerabilities. Yeah. And show the motivations of the of the characters that are against him, his adversaries to exploit those vulnerabilities. Yeah. And and that's why like, you know, uh obviously Lex when he finds out like his whole thing is like mining for kryptonite and getting, you know, that type of stuff. So it can be done. It's hard though. It is a harder character to do right. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the the series is called the the one that he's kind of using to kind of kickstart the Superman story. Legacy, right? Yeah. No. Well, that's what he's gonna call it. Oh. Uh, but because there's a comic book Superman Legacy. Yeah. But this one is it's called All Star Superman. It was like a twelve. Maybe maybe Legacy was part of the twelve part oh, series. But I know like. It was like a big ass series, so obviously, I haven't read it, but now I'm very interested in reading it. Um, if 
if it has to do with Superman's legacy and it has like a lot of vulnerability in it, that's kind of a badass way to start it. Like the character that that kind of put you know because it was really Superman and Batman that kind of put DC on the map. Yeah, and so um, I don't know. To me, to me, that's interesting. Um, I, they haven't caught. They haven't picked who's gonna be Superman. No, right? but it, but they said it won't be Henry Cavill. Yeah, which I think is a good choice because I Henry Cavill was kind of good for the DCU, but I don't think he has a look of Superman. Yeah. Like the 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 like Superman Returns, I thought had like a good look for Superman. Yeah, like a like younger, a, like sleek. Yeah, it was a more sleek. Yeah, I I dug the look too. A lot of people didn't, but I liked yeah. it. Like. I don't think that in like it, it, to me, what Superman Returns uh, was for Superman is kind of what um, Robert Pattinson is for Batman, like a slimmer, sleeker version of yes the character. I and, and I dug it. I think they both worked, you know, it, appearance wise. Um, how wild would it be with the uh, Green Lantern? HBO series if they were to get the first director the first season director of True Detective uh, Kerry Joji Fukunaga to because oh. like if you're imagine like hey that's actually in the realm of possibility because they do stick with their people yeah because like The Last of Us is literally Game of Thrones people like the two main characters the little girl was uh, Mormont the Mormont yeah, yeah you're right and then Pascal he was uh, I forget what dude's name was in Game of Thrones that gets fucking destroyed by by the mountain and and, and so they do like to use or, their talent or like director remember uh, the probably one of the, if not the best director of uh, of uh, Boardwalk Empire Terrence Winter yes he's done uh, other shows I didn't he direct some episodes of Game of Thrones too yeah no 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 that there was another one that we like really liked Tim Ter- something was Terrence, it Terrence Winter? Winter no yeah. damn it's Terrence Winter. I know his ass is everywhere now. Yeah. But I don't know if he got the... Did he get to start with Boardwalk or no? I don't know if he got to start with Boardwalk, but I, I know he's done a, a bunch of stuff for HBO. Yeah, he he's he's everywhere. But but there was also another director that came from Boardwalk that we were like, damn, this motherfucker's going to be good. Mm. But he never... I, I'd, I'd have to... We'd have Martin to go back. <laughs> Imagine... <laughs> No, well, he did direct the first one. The episode, yeah, yeah, the first episode. Yeah, so, so that's just worthy. But yeah, like they, they use their... That's one thing I'll say about HBO is they're kind of loyal to the people that that they've worked with. Like, like all right, cool, well, we'll give you this role. Because I know damn well for, for, for Ellie, for The Last of Us, you could have picked someone, I think, better. Better, yeah, I better agree. Better looking, like just like the way the, the character looked. But they, again, they were like, all right, cool. Well, you've worked with us before, so you yeah. come to this project. Because that's the one thing of that show that I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like her character. And I don't think that she gets the character right. as good. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. She's not doing bad. She's not doing terrible. But it's like, well, I think it could have been done a little bit better. But yeah, so shit. True Detective Director for fucking... The Green Lantern, the season oh, one in. True Detective director, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, because what I dug about him is that he directed every episode of season one. 
Yeah. See, season two, it didn't have that. Like, it, there was different directors for different episodes. So I would like, if they are going to do that, I would like if it's one director, like if it's a miniseries, which yeah. that's essentially what he suggested, that it was going to be a miniseries. I would like if they picked one director to do all the episodes. Yeah. I think it just makes it that much better. I agree. So I, so out of everything, James. Oh, Tim, Tim Van Patten. Oh, yeah. That, remember yeah. that? Yeah, I, I that shit was gonna kill me the whole episode if we if I remember yeah, we were like damn that right. motherfucker's good as fuck. You're right, yep. You're right. And I wonder if he ever did anything else. Oh well he did some Sopranos, I guess. But ever since then, nothing. But like he was amazing. Yeah. His shit was great. Oh well he did Perry Mason. I didn't I didn't I didn't watch that. I don't even know what network or oh, HBO. Oh, the new one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. But that's not out yet, is it? Yeah. That, well, I don't know. I haven't watched it, but I think uh, it's already like on season. I think the first season popped off. Out of everything uh, that James Gunn announced, what, what are you most excited about? Um, I probably would say the Green Lantern show, if done right. Um, if you pick the right directors, I think that would be badass. And it's on HBO, and HBO by far has a way better show record than <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah, by a long shot. So. I'd be very interested to see, especially seeing that this guy's actually trying to create a world. Like, okay, let's see where he takes it. And then obviously, um, Superman and Batman getting rebooted, new characters, seeing where that goes. I also thought that the, uh, was it Superwoman? Super, uh, yes, uh, Supergirl. Su Supergirl. I thought, that the approach that they're gonna take with interesting. is an interesting take. Yeah, kind of like a jaded yeah. character. So living in Krypton and then and it's decimated. So, yeah, yeah, decimated, lost. Like that. That's really interesting. Um, not campy at all. Yeah. So I'm like, damn. This is this. There's definitely certain things that have gotten my attention, and for the first time, I feel like, damn. There's a game plan. Yeah. This ain't no rushing. This is a guy who gets into the comic books. This is the first time I felt about DCU that they're going to take a Marvel approach to shit in the sense of like, this is like real time comic book people making these movies. Yeah. And it worked well, for Marvel. Well, Marvel before they got bought by Disney. Yeah. 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 Like they did such a good job building to that, that. They were able to, Disney was able to eat off of that shit. And obviously, after fucking Disney's woke ass attitude basically slipped through all the cracks of, of Marvel, now you're seeing why they're not selling, why it's not going very well for them. And it's like, well, I mean, that's what happens. But nonetheless, the reason Marvel got to where they got to was because they stayed true to the characters, true to the stories. They didn't try and super. Fast track it. They're like, no, Iron Man, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, all right, Captain America, 
all right, Thor. And little by little, they started building it. And, like, if you were a fan of those characters, you're like, oh, wow, that's really true to the world. And so for the first time, I see DC is doing that. In the sense of, like, as a as a competitor to Marvel. Yeah. Because, I mean, DC has made... I mean, the Batman trilogy was amazing. But that was not... That was never competing against Marvel. That was just, like... Something. Just art, basically, yeah. It was film. It was Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan doing Christopher Nolan things. But... Now with James Gunn, it's like, okay, well, now you have the flair of someone who's been in the world of, like, this is what we're building. But now I'm running this shit. And now these are the characters I'm into. This is what I want to do. I got Swamp Thing. I got Batman. I got Superman. Supergirl. Man. Shows. Like, so he seems, like, genuinely excited. Not He he never looked like, oh, all right, we're, we're here to make this money. We're, we got to catch up. Yeah. No, I was like, all right, this is the timeline. Eight to ten years. This is what we're doing. You either like it or you don't, but this is what I want to do. And that's yeah. it. And so I that does excite me, but it is a lot of projects, and it depends how it's done, too. Yeah. So we'll but see. the thing is, he's not directing or writing all those projects. No. He's basically the head, and he's picking the people yeah. to helm the projects. And you brought up a great point. He's He, he came in not being big-headed. He was, all right, cool. This is what's working for DC. While I start getting this shit up, to where up to par these are the motherfuckers like bringing in the dollars and, and, and bringing in the eyes so the Batman the Joker I ain't touching that shit that's a good like mindset to have not one where you think that you're gonna fucking save the world like, yeah no, cause, cause imagine down. how many points he would have just lost with everybody if he came in and was like yeah well, Matt Reeves, uh, Todd Phillips, you guys are can too. Yeah, like he can every, like he can Henry Cavill, or he yeah. can, you know, even The Rock. They said that The Rock was upset, understanding, but upset because you know he's kind of he was trying to get the whole Black Adam thing off the ground, like the yeah. franchise off the ground, even though it didn't do good at the box office. And I heard it wasn't that good of a movie. I never saw it, but. Even that, like James Gunn was like, yeah, like we're not, we're done with all that stuff like that. <laughs> but, and nobody's really that upset. Every, out of all the decisions he's made, the only, the thing that I see people the most upset about is Henry Cavill. Yeah. They're kind of, but they also seem like they understand it's getting a reboot. Superman's getting a reboot. But yeah. people would have lost total faith in him if he would have said that about the Matt Reeves Batman and Todd yeah. Phillips Joker. He would have lost all credibility right there and then. So yeah. you could tell that this is a guy that like knows quality. Yeah. Not like fucking Marvel. Like these Marvels don't know, don't know quality. Like they're they're lost. Like, it's just like oh, it's all good. Yeah, release it. Yeah. Now with Batman, it's not going to be Ben Affleck, or is it? I don't think so. I've heard rumors that Ben Affleck's interested in directing it. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be interesting. And you know what? Because he's a good director. People yeah. like a lot of people that are not into movies, they don't realize how good of a director that he is. Motherfucker's amazing. Like, like he's only had one bad movie that he, that he directed, and it wasn't that bad. The Live Live by Night. Oh yeah, that one wasn't that great. But uh, but all his movies, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, and Argo, all phenomenally directed. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would definitely be like, all right, I'm down for that. And But the, this is the thing. When you reboot, you got to get young faces. And so it's like, well, 
Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, they were good for the stories that were in. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely not good as, uh, all right, this will be our franchise. Oh, no. no. These are motherfuckers like in their primes now, but you got to get somebody young. Yeah. And there's going to be the face of it for a while. Because motherfuckers age. That just happens. And you have to be okay with that. But you, we got to move on from you. And so. And I stand corrected. You are right. That director, it was Tim Van Patten. Because I yeah. was just looking up. Terrence Winter is a producer. Yes. He's not a director. He's yeah. only actually ever directed one thing. Yeah, because you were the one that told. I remember. Because you're like, you were pointing out the director's. Like yeah. for, for each episode, like, hey, notice the, the trend the quality. <laughs> yeah. Like the what, where every time Tim Van Patten touched an episode, the was quality great. was way better. Yeah. yeah, and so 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 we were like, damn, that motherfucker when he makes a movie, I don't know that he ever has because I would. It's just known. like like how we pointed out the director for the third episode of The Last of Us. Oh yeah, we were like, this is like a very well and different. It, it's not like a super action packed episode, but it was like this dude was really able to like. Tell the story of, like, what a movie does in two hours. He was able to do it, like, one hour yeah. and do it a, do a good story. A great story and then, like, didn't make mistakes with things you could make a mistake with for the type of, uh, the, the nature of the show. Yeah. Like, The Window... Yeah, at the end. Like, yeah, I love like how the car and then the song. Yeah, you had told me that was referenced earlier. Yep. Yeah, and so it pans enough for you to see the room enough to give an emotional, give you an emotional feeling of it, but like not going to the gore part of exactly. it. Exactly. I was like, man, that's a that's icing it, it, on the cake. Exactly. Uh, that's see, a director. I, I knew you would get it, but yeah. you know, there's a th- apparently that episode on the internet is very divisive. Like, yeah. there's some people that hated it. Yeah, I know. Well, Ben Shapiro was one of them. <laughs> he did? I think so, yeah. Oh, but he's a horrible critic. Yeah. He's horrible. A, a lot of people, they... they Why did he... He I. What did he have to say? I had no idea. I saw, I saw that he was talking about it, and I think his approach was it's woke, but it's like, this is where... But what was woke about it because motherfuckers that, are, are gay in it. But, but that character was gay in the game. I know. That's what I'm saying. But that's... It's not like... See... It, I would have rocked with what he said if they made that character gay for the show. Yeah. Then it would be like, oh, this is some contrived yeah. ass pushed agenda shit. This motherfucker's gay for show. <laughs> but 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 that character was like that in yeah. the game. And I never even got that far in the game. But from what I read, yeah. he, that the, Bill and Frank, they that was that yeah. was them. Yeah. And to me, the, the the craziest part of it is like when you watch the material. See, you could tell when something is woke and something is real. When it's real, that shit transcends. Like, and it's a gen- It's not agenda driven. Yeah, yeah. Like, like again, I always no part of it felt agenda driven. No, to not me. at all. Not at all. Like, well, you know, agenda driven shit, and you know the quality shit. Like, Quentin Tarantino. Did the female hero shit that was an way before dr- and that was an agenda dream. Yeah, I was like, I'm a It never even crossed bitch. my mind yeah. that that was yeah. Like people didn't like like, I, like there's people like like now, your parents they don't like that outrageous shit. Like, oh she's killing but like you need to understand this is how he directs, this is his style of shit. Now like in Obi Wan Kenobi, the 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 black girl that's that's like she's not a Sith, but like she's like under a Sith, I forgot what they called them. The fuck, I forgot what what they call them. 
that was agenda driven. Yeah. You know, this is like you could tell. Yeah, and to me, you could tell because trash has quality. If it wasn't agenda driven, you would have went for the best option. Yeah. Like, like if anything, Ellie's character is agenda driven because oh, this is politics behind the scenes. That's more agenda driven than the actual show, the episode three where the motherfuckers are gay. It's like what? Uh, what are you talking about? So, so. You have to look at the quality of the shit. And, like, I never thought, like, that shit was... That shit... That episode stays with you. Yeah. You're like, damn, man. Like, fuck. That, that was a good... Like, you're thinking... And then you're like... You... As a... As, at least for me, as a straight man, I, I was like... God damn. Like, I actually feel bad for this... Yeah, these yeah. Like, you, you see a lot of people they always they always look at something as like, oh it has nothing to do with me no like that shit that shit was so well done that like that the love transcended yeah like uh, anything very, that had to it do it was well made yeah. it was very well made I was like damn like this is the first time in a long time I felt like holy shit this is an episode like an, it, I have I don't think I felt like that since like some of the earlier like or like mid-season game of thrones episodes yes or like like boardwalk empire like first episode first season of true detective yeah like yep. oh well you know what dope sick dope sick and peacemaker had had some great stuff yeah too. i know but when you're watching you speed you didn't see either of those did you dope sick i got to like episode three oh. that shit was phenomenal but i just haven't got like sometimes i'll start something and then i don't finish it but yeah, that shit is phenomenal. Dope Sick is phenomenal. And then I haven't watched Peacemaker, but I remember when you were watching, you said that that shit was like amazing. You know, I noticed with with shows, either the the miniseries formula or the creator of the show going in to the show with a very distinct ending in mind already, like with Breaking Bad, like like how um. Uh, was the creator of Breaking Bad G- Gilligan? Oh, uh, was his James first? Gilligan? No, I forgot his first name. But Gilligan, when he said he went in to Breaking Bad, basically knowing that it was going to be five seasons. Yeah, and, he knew the ending, and, and it's like you know, like like whenever that happens, it's like way more quality than oh well, we don't know how it's going to end. We wanted to just keep going to make money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Vince, yeah. Vince Gilligan, I remember. It's Vince yep, Gilligan. Yep, Vince Gilligan. Yeah. I was looking at us right now. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, th- when you know the story, but that's like that's like, like a creator. Well, we've always said that about being a, crea- a creative. You can't make a song, and I already have the video in mind. So how many times did we experience being in, in the music side of things, people that made music but didn't have a visual? representation of that in their mind as I like, well no I would never make a song and then be like all right cool yeah you could just do whatever you want with the video we'll just be there like rapping behind like no yeah I wouldn't even feel right because it's like well what are we going for what is the vibe what is this how does it look what are the colors what's the schemes like to a T like what cars are gonna be in it I remember we for the for the Tiller Hertz video we wanted all American cars. Like that's all we're gonna have. American made. Fuck is, get that fucking Lamborghini out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like we had an idea of like okay this is gonna be a very industrial song, from the way it sounds, from the vibe of it, from the material to the 
the visuals. It's like you when you make music, that's why I respect um, Kanye. Because when he makes music, I think he thinks, you could tell that he looks at it cinematically almost. Yeah. And like that's how I think, and I know that's how you think. We think like like cinematically. And, and you could tell that with Kanye when we went to the Don the Listening Party. Yes. Like everything went like with what was going on on stage, if you want to call it a stage, what was going on, it was like everything that was being said and everything that you heard coincided perfectly with what was going on at the time is is it, it was a very interesting experience like very yeah. like like a very artistic display yeah yeah it, everything that he's ever every album has its own vibe if you've noticed yeah. and we've always said that from just the audio aspect of it but it's like if you miss a Kanye West concert you miss that flavor of his t- that time yeah. of his life like like I will never forgive myself for not going to uh, the, the Jesus yeah. concert. I'll never forgive myself. Like, like I'll be eighty years old, and I know, like, I got like thirty minutes to live. <laughs> I'll go to the bathroom. I look at myself in the mirror. I say, I never went to the Yeezy, <laughs> and I'll never forgive myself. <laughs> and then I'll fucking go to the fucking my, 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 the bed. I'm gonna die in, and I'll always like be like regretful because it's that great. Everything, like everything he does. I remember for um, what was the? Uh, it was the the graduation. Mm-hmm. I think that was that the lasers tour. He did the whole laser thing. I think so. Yeah, what yeah. one of those albums? It was like just lasers. All right, we're gonna just do lasers. This is what I want to do. I want to do lasers. And I, it, it, that I heard that shit was amazing. And so like that's somebody that is fully enthralled in the experience of. Yeah, their art. It's not creating. even the song only. It's like everything, and so I'm like, damn, that that's badass. So I respect shit like that, and and as creatives, we look at people that like take that shit serious, and we understand, like, oh, damn, this guy. Yeah, you could see it on them. You could see it like, yeah, it's like, oh, I I, I kind of have a good feeling about this. Yes, yeah. yeah, and so we'll see. Yeah, that's why when I saw that, I sent it to you because I wanted your thoughts on it. As like, man, like. Like, Nerd Roddick, he did a video on it, and he's not as optimistic as we are because yeah. he did some digging, and he was like, some of the writers that they have on board are not great. Yeah. Like, uh, I think, like, the only, like, good writer that he found that they have was, like, they do have the writer that wrote Daredevil for Netflix. Oh, shit. Before Daredevil went to, like, you know, on Marvel now. Like, yeah. So that's that's cool. Like that's a good writer, but like a lot. Of, so he's a little less optimistic. But I mean, I think I think with a guy like James Gunn, I think whenever things are not working out or don't look good, he'll be able to spot it because he himself is talented. See, that's the difference yeah. between like an executive, like when the executives run the show, and somebody like James Gunn running the show. It's like an executive. They don't know what's good and what's not. No. But a James Gunn, I imagine, would know. You when, know? Yeah, it reminds me of like when we would write certain things for certain people. Like when when you thought of the character for like uh for a man child Christmas of like Big Baby being Santa Claus. Yeah. So you already like knew all oh, this is what he would say. Yeah. And this is the look. This is what I think. 
then it's like Big Baby was part of Five but Funny, but it was like it was funny because we would always clown him with his camera work. It was the it was the worst camera work. Yeah. In our group, <laughs> like if you want, like <laughs> if you wanted, like shots to be missing or yeah. like what the fuck or shit to be shaky for no reason <laughs> other than that you're Big Baby and your I shit remember. shakes. <laughs> like, I remember we would be like. We would, like, like if we were not there, we would be like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this? This is not usable." What yep. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would be like, "Why?" <laughs> so it's like we, we, so so you know, <laughs> we used to joke and we used to gesture like like of a, a dude at like Parkinson's or some shit. I remember I we, mean, we even used to say like, "You're too young to have Parkinson's." <laughs> 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 yeah, we would fucking clown them. Uh-huh. Or I remember like what we did the, we did a, a performance. We had a performance, and it was like literally the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> when we would rap on stage in our prime, when we were like just on the grind with doing the foul but funny, I I felt better with a f- super full plate for some reason when I was rapping. Than when it was just rapping. I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah, well, it's a you're in the zone. Yeah, you're yeah. in the zone. So I remember we had a performance of a lifetime, and like we told him to like take a video, <laughs> and that shit was like he <laughs> had the ceiling, <laughs> like, nothing. Like it was like little segments that were great that we were able to cut off of that video. Yeah. But for how wild I mean, that we, that performance like like we've had performances where like. People are so compelled, like they get on stage with us. Yes, like, that was the one. That yeah. was the one. That was the one. I remember one where our parents. Uh, no, I think I, I don't know if your your, your mom had, had it came, but I remember I had told my parents, "Oh, we'll be here." It was like a bar somewhere or whatever. And I remember like we, because in those events, like the, it was like one of those where like you had to tell people. Yeah. But like we would never tell people. We we're just like fuck it. We're just gonna go on stage. Whatever it is, what it is, and like. There's people there with performing with their people yeah. in the crowd. And I remember my dad being there because, you know, I wouldn't tell the world. I was just like, all right, if you guys want to come see this, you know, this is what yeah. we do. So I remember when we went on stage, we kind of rushed because, we, we, again, we knew we didn't bring anyone. Yeah. We just did it just to, like, oh, just do yeah, it. Yeah, like, just to, like, kind of, like, exercise. Yes. And so when we went on stage with literally no one, we're like, oh, fuck, we got to hurry up because, like, the crowd. So once we started performing, I remember my dad saying, like, yeah, you guys, I don't know. When you guys get on stage, you guys just, like, captivate. You guys captivate the people because like, there was people leaving. And they, they went back like, damn, this shit is raw. Yeah. And they were they were on it. So it's like when we were on the grind and we were like just like on it, it was like something different. It yeah. was like like a, a vibe to it. But again, all that shit, all, all I'm saying is when you're in the zone and you're you're like busy and you're doing all this stuff, you start realizing, okay, all right, big baby, uh, not camera, but on the screen is big, uh, Santa Claus. Uh, B-roll is going to be Eric, obviously. Um, um, Alyssa, you know, yeah, she's gonna write some shit. All right, cool. We'll probably proofread the ending. We'll finish off the ending on that. All right, cool. All right. Uh, if I'm gonna be on camera, well, Rick is gonna do the A roll because I trust in Rick. All right, cool. Uh, it's like we already boom, 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 boom. Who's gonna be on the boom mic? Who's gonna yeah. be on this? And, and like, all right, we're missing this. All right, we like we really took you and I took like the real like producer route on yeah. a lot of shit. And that and that's the thing. It's like as a producer, a good one. 
it's like you got to know a little bit about everything. Yes. You know, and 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 like James Gunn, he's he's good. He's directed good movies. He's he's obviously like very interested in these characters yeah. in comics, so it's just like he's he's like perfect for the job, you know? Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Now, all of this comes on the cusp of a video that we saw from the Critical Drinker where he talks a lot up in that movie and i think we've you know we talk about the whole we talked about live by the woke die by the woke disney uh they they're the parent company of star wars they're the parent company of marvel both of which are actually starting to do not so hot at the box office and he even mentions that there's rumors circulating that Disney is considering selling off the Star Wars IP. Like, how crazy is that if that's true? Like, how royally did these people mess up? Like, and really all, basically all by wanting to push like a woke agenda. Basically, that is what happened. It's like, oh, well, we got to make a girl like just the most powerful thing. We want to shit on Luke Skywalker. We Obi Wan Kenobi. He's a weak old man. Yeah. We want like you know this this uh, black uh, uh, villain chick to be like so strong and powerful. Like, and it's like, and it's not that you know it's a girl that's 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 the main protagonist, or it's you know a, a, a villain chick, or that she's black or anything. It's just that. It's forced. Like you're yeah. forcing this stuff and you don't even care about the characters and you're destroying it. And and they bought let me look up because I, I know it's a lot of money, but how much did Disney buy Star Wars for? They spent four billion dollars on Star Wars. Four billion dollars on Star Wars, <laughs> and look at what they're doing with it. Yeah, they destroyed it. Like I, I, I hate Star Wars now. Um, the last Star Wars movie that I saw at the theater was The Force Awakens. Yeah, the the J.J. Abrams yeah. one. That was the last. And you one. know what? That one wasn't even terrible. It wasn't great by any means, but at least I was like, okay, well, mm. we we our our biggest argument. Or our biggest uh, takeaway from that movie was, uh, they kind of went woke. Yeah, but, it's like this chick is like basically what it took Luke Skywalker three movies to do. She did it. She learned in half an hour. Yeah. And we still look past it. We're like, it's an okay movie. Yeah. And then it got worse. And then it got worse. And then I was like, yeah, no, this is bad. The only, the only great... Star Wars movie that came out under Disney was the was Rogue One. Yes, that one was actually. Pretty and good. I heard rumors that like a lot of that shit was kind of like already like done when they bought when they bought Star Wars. Makes sense, you know. Yeah, because I, I actually enjoyed that one. It was like a one-off, cool, pretty decent. It was characters. a very good movie. Yeah. It was good, but so it's just crazy that. Marvel, you see Marvel struggling. You, uh, the Thor: Love and Thunder didn't do too good. A lot of these movies, like they got all these shows on Disney Plus that nobody cares about. She Hulk, I never watched it, but everything I heard or read about She Hulk, it's abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it's like you got 
James Gunn breathing new life into DC, and then you have Marvel. It's yeah. like we we could be having a conversation four or five years from now, and yeah. like the roles could be totally reversed. Yeah, yeah, because I heard Loki was the only about the only decent show, and it was only because it showed uh, Kang King the Conqueror. Well, in there they don't call him Kang; they call him He Who Remains, but it's Kang. Yeah, yeah. and you were like, "Damn, this is." This is big. And so the only thing that's really holding them up, I think, is if they could make that story. Yeah. But like right now, like yeah. we this month, I think, Quantumania comes out. Yeah. If they mess up Quantumania, that sets a sour taste for the whole Kang thing going forward. Yeah. So Which like it's sad. like there's a lot writing on that movie. People yep. don't realize, you know? Yeah. And a lot of shit that they've been doing wrong for so long now. And it's like they're not they're not catching on. They're focused on woman, on girl Thor and this and that. It's like, well I get it. There's characters, because there was a girl Thor, but it's like you guys are really fast tracking on this woke shit. Yeah. And it's not coming off as natural and you're and you're so you're so enthralled with this woke, 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 woke that you're forgetting to make good movies exactly good content and you can you can do both if you really give a fuck about the whole woke thing okay whatever but you can still focus on quality content which is the main focus that that should be yeah now james gunn there was an article that james gunn uh he he went a little i don't know out, out of what media outlet he went a little bit more in depth about um you know, the plans for the DCEU. And he sets, or DCU rather, and he said something that I thought was like badass and really interesting. He said, one thing I'll tell you we're not going to do is we're not going to start production on a movie that the script isn't totally written. Because, you know, that's a big thing, especially like with like Marvel in them. It's like, we got to get it done. So yeah, start filming. Like, well, it, it'll be... It'll be finished, you know, right. as as it's filming. It's like, no, like, this has to be solidified. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I like that. I like that because apparently there have been some movies that are good. I heard that Jaws was like that. I heard Jaws, like, they started filming Jaws before the script was totally written. So it's like... That's like the exception, though. Yeah. In most cases, it doesn't pan out well to do that. No. No, and again, coming from the creative side of things, we've done that shit where we're like, well, all right, well, we just have an idea. All right. And then along the way. But also, we were in the realm of comedy. Yeah, that's way different. Which is like improv is a big thing. Like just big say it, whatever what comes to mind. Whereas when when you're there was times yeah. I was directing sketches where I actually like encouraged whoever my actors were at the time to deviate from the script. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, well you know what, say the scripted lines, but we're gonna do takes where like I want you guys to do your own. Thing. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but that does that works well for comedy. Yeah, that works well for campy shit. But like if you're gonna like. The Swamp Thing, that shit would not work. No, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, that That actually will have to take a concerted effort because a lot of the, 
shit has to be really like this tone and the cinematography and the fear factor behind it all. So the least you could do is have the script ready to go so then you could work with the elements. So it, it's different. Um, you can't do that shit with no Batman or Superman movie. No. <laughs> but like if, if Marvel was doing that shit, like who, with what movies were they doing that? You know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, the uh, many of the the crap ones that yeah. they have. And so it's like, well, no, you got to take you got to take the craft seriously, especially for him, for his sake. You have to take it super serious because you just got put in the best of spots. Now, now as a creative, you're happy, but it's like, well, no, now I gotta. I can't mess up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are 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 depending on me. An eight to an eight to ten year plan. That that's like some serious shit. Like you really are saying, I'm delving into this. It's gonna be a while. I'm gonna be in this for a while. So now switching gears a little bit uh, before we close out the episode, a quick little segment uh, based off of a tweet from Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, the guy that is responsible for giving us the awesome documentary, actually one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, What is a Woman? He puts out this tweet that garnered him so much criticism from all types of people. And this is the tweet. And I don't know, maybe you find it offensive. I don't see what's particularly offensive about it, but this is the tweet. All a man wants is to come home from a long day at work to a grateful wife and children who are glad to see him and dinner cooking on the stove. This is literally all it takes to make a man happy. We are simple. Give us this and you will have given us nearly everything we need. The tweet has reached over 17 million people. 17 million people haven't commented on it, but thousands of people have commented on it, and many of them are pissed. Yeah. Many of them are pissed. Um, Women saying, well, all I want is to come home and have a man cooking. It's like all of these, like... He obviously hasn't tasted my wife's cooking. <laughs> yeah, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I see, I see <laughs> that, that. That shit <laughs> had me dying. That shit was funny. <laughs> I saw that, that was literally the first one I seen on uh, Twitter. Uh, that's probably like the most liked one because <laughs> yeah. I saw that one too. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, that motherfucker was good with that one. Yeah, no, like, I, I, why would you get mad at that? And like, n- I understand like not every man wants that. That's not like a vision that every man has. But for as productive as this guy is and like everything he does, it's like the greatness he creates. It's like, all right, well, like that's what he wants. It is what it is. Why is it makes you so mad? Like if you don't want that, why are you upset that he wants that? Like you get what I'm saying? Like it's so crazy because like I sent you something that uh, on on uh, what was it on Instagram? Uh, was it yesterday? Or oh day yeah. Before, <laughs> where where a, a uh, Kramer from Seinfeld, he's talking about he's talking about uh, he's probably he's pretty much discouraging Jerry from considering marriage and a family. I'm gonna play the clip right now, and this is a mindset which you're about to hear is a mindset that's totally different from what Matt Walsh just expressed. And I don't have a problem with this either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's like we live in a world where if people don't totally agree with the vision that somebody has for their life, 
like they just oh we gotta demonize them and like just hate them and and say all these crazy comments so i'm gonna let me play the clip from kramer what are you thinking about jerry marriage family well they're prisons <laughs> man-made prisons you're doing time you get up in the morning she's there you go to sleep at night she's there it's like you gotta ask permission to 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 use the bathroom is it all right if I use the bathroom? Yeah, and you can forget about watching TV while you're eating. Because it's dinner time. And you know what you do at dinner? What? You talk about your day. What was your day today? Did you have a good day today or a bad day today? Well, what kind of day was it? Well, I don't know. How about you? How was your day? <laughs> so obviously very different than yeah. what Matt Walsh envisions. It's bigoted. Well, both of them think. <laughs> and so there was Go one, your own way, fellas. Stop saying. <laughs> there, there's one lady that commented. She's like, I don't have a problem with this being the arrangement between you and your wife. But as a woman who hates to cook and does not want to stay home with children, but loves working as a lawyer, I can assure you that there are many men who prefer to be with someone who challenges them intellectually and is passionate about her work. People are different, and that's not a bad thing. So now, what's funny about that, so that's obviously a career woman. She says that she doesn't uh, want to cook, and she doesn't want to be home with children. And I don't know who this other person is, but she seems more like a stay-at-home mom. She says, the idea that being intellectually stimulating and mission-driven are specific to childless career women is antiquated as expecting us all to embrace being barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen so essentially what she's telling the career woman is like you think just because you're childless and have a career like you're the only smart stimulating one when i agree with her like a a stay-at-home mom could be reading or watching or consuming very interesting intelligent intriguing material and intriguing and stimulating her husband. Yeah, that, that that that's uh, I think what happens with when people post specific ideas, which is what Twitter is, specific thoughts. We paint a picture of what the fuck we think Matt Walsh is fully thinking. Yeah, and it's like, well, no, Matt Walsh never said like, well. Uh, all of this while dismissing my wife's wants and needs. Right. You didn't say that. Right. <laughs> but a lot of people, they always, they put their, they put what they assume. Their own perspective. Yeah, their own perspective, their own world view on it. And it's like, well, it doesn't necessarily work that way because, you know, when, when you, like, uh, if a man is married, like, I would assume that that would be when going home after a long, stressful day, what a man would want. Never did he, never did uh, Matt Walsh say, you know, um, if not, fuck that, I'm getting a divorce or anything like that. And so, so to me, it's like, just like, just like this girl, assuming that women that are at home are not intellectual. It's like, well, that, that's a very, that's kind of a shallow way of looking at the world because yeah. you're just looking at people like the the like like a cover of a book. 
yeah without reading the book yeah it's like yeah that's that's some surface level shit and so i don't know that i think that that would have been controversial ever in my lifetime no and and that's what like what made me feel compelled to like use it as a topic because i was like how like how whacked out are people that like something like that is controversial yeah but i mean look at look at the look at the stuff we find controversial though now it's a lot of traditional shit which is kind of wild yeah and so i don't know what that says about like i saw i saw a meme and i thought that shit was perfect like it showed like a traditional ass family in a church yeah and then and then uh and then it's it showed uh uh uh, you saw that that the internet's talking about Sam Smith doing that demonic ass performance at the Grammys, <laughs> and and it says it says it showed him Sam Smith doing the demonic ass performance, and it says uh, normal people on over them, and then the the people the family at church they it's like extremists. <laughs> <laughs> That shit is wild. Yeah, that, but, but, but that's don't you basically think, like the time we're living in. Yeah, but don't you think that that's really like? Would you say that that's what makes you be like, nah, I would never wife anyone or have kids? Is it because of this shit, like this time uh, that we're living? Well, in? it definitely is part of it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely part of it. Like it's like. Like like how like how awful is it gonna be for like like the people that have kids right now like how awful is the future like if you're trying to raise your kids to like I I I don't want to say the word normal but to to your standards or to your worldview maybe worldview life philosophy value system. How awful is it going to be for them? It's going to be horrible. It's going to be really bad, you know? Yeah. And then especially if, like, kids... If if you're raising kids, like, with, like, a like the blue pill outlook of, like, oh, well, one day you're going to get married and have your own family and everything like that, what's to pick from? Like, yeah. look at all, all these women that have, like, all this awful stuff to say about what Matt Walsh said. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's that's the the that's the 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 batch to pick from you know it it's nah it, it it so yeah to answer your question it's definitely part of it definitely yeah yeah it's it's confusing because and especially like thinking of like okay marriage kids and then all the influences that you don't really have control over which then means that if you don't want these influences to have control over your child You'd have to make enough money and have enough resources to be able to homeschool your child, but then also have your child participate in society through activities. It's like, it's really, it would be... You have to do a whole lot of extra stuff yes, to yeah. try to make it work, yeah. Well, at that point, you're like, all right, cool. Well, one of us has to stay home. Do you want to stay home? And So now that means in a society where it's a two-parent household economy... Now you have one parent trying to bring in the bread to keep the family unit somewhat intact and less influence from outside forces. 
and eventually like it, it's futile because like y they have to like go out into the world yeah and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 like uh that's why I'm, it's almost, I'm on where Kramer is on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a hard task. It's a hard task because you, you really would have to have a partner that's with the shits with, like, this is what we're on, and so this is how we're going to work it together. And then that's not even enough, again, because of this problem of having the resources to be able to even get to that point. And so it's scary. I mean, obviously, I, I, would, I would assume to some regard it is doable but like the the chances of it panning out well i don't know like and i guess we'll see when the times of now have influenced 15 20 years from now the the adults from then like is the world that much different or is it yeah are we better off or are we not so i don't know i don't know how to feel about that but i do know that a lot of that shit it stems from like what just what you said like the extremist is the conservative family that goes to church <laughs> normal people are sam smith with fucking nipple pasties and a demon hat wild stuff dancing in fire <laughs> well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in Please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. Some of that merch is the Live by the Woke, Die by the Woke shirts, hoodies, sweaters. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.